Welcome back, or the higher man. I'm Jerry. Uh, Chris, you already, yeah, you guys already know that shit. Whatever. You know us, right? Yeah, we've been around. I'm probably already drunk. I don't know. <laughs> well, it's uh, five o'clock somewhere, right? Yep. You got to be drunk to like make it through this reality. And I'm, like I said, unless you're taking the solar path, you drinking in a way is a communion with the gods. So you got to kind of have a drink, fellowship with your friends. Yeah, it's a good thing to do. Um, today, the, yeah. What's today's topic? Oh, shit. Hold well, on. First off, let's yeah. plug socials, yeah. right? <laughs> what is our social media? We have uh, The Order of the Higher Man on Instagram, yeah. um, Facebook, and TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. Uh, yeah. No, we haven't done any dances yet. We haven't got into it. We always say that. Adrian's supposed to. You know, I might shake my ass once. But, you know. Fuck it, dude. Like, I got some underwear that are fairly short. So Do you have one of those uh, tuxedo, like, fucking underwears that these guys wear? Kind of. Kind of. They're, you know, I got some underwear that have like uh, clouds on them that are in the shape of people doing sexual positions. What the fuck? Yeah. Shinesty. I was even like, I'm even shocked. I didn't see that coming. Like, <laughs> he's like, have you ever seen the uh, Kama Sutra? I have underwears that have all the positions. I'm like, okay. <laughs> very true. Um, Anyways. So I was wondering, guys, if you've forgotten. Maybe you have forgotten. Have you? Do you know of a little guy named King Philip of Macedonia? Okay, that's who we're going to talk about today. Yeah, Alexander the Great's father. Father. Yeah, he he's not giving the credit, man. He's due. I was researching him a little bit. You see him here and there, like kind of referenced, you know. But the guy was a monolith. He was amazing, right? Well, didn't you just? Didn't you like just finish reading a book about him? Or something? I, I did actually, and that's kind of why I I wanted to talk about him a little bit because I, I kind of want to do a segment like we did one on Caesar. I, I want to try to do segments on like these powerful leaders of the past because when you look back at these past men, you kind of see like the qualities they had or also their faults, and then we can yeah. see in the modern times how 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 is that uh, what kind of reference point that is? How can we live our lives more accordingly, right, to these these ancient guys? Because they're they got, got a lot of qualities we don't have, man. So, well, he was born in Pella in 1382 BC. He was assassinated in 336 BC. Everybody kind of knows that he was assassinated. It's up for grabs if it was a lowly servant or a disgruntled guard, or it could have been, you know, the favored son Alexander. Maybe put him out, but it happened. Who so, knows? We don't know. It's that's lost right. to time. Yeah, it's. Almost two two thousand years ago. Yeah, but what isn't lost is that he was responsible for the Macedonian phalanx. That's right. where they had like a special grouping of men, and they all had the the uh, the pikes or the sassery. Yeah, and they they were able to move fairly quickly, reassemble, and it was like a it was almost an impossible to beat formation. Right? He was he was really known for that. He was a he was a a tactician of uh, 
warfare. He was adept at using uh, siege, siege equipment. He was also good at uh, diplomacy through marriage. He had several wives, right? I've had this discussion with people. They're like, well, the divine alchemy is one man, one woman. I'm like, well, that is true. But in the past, in traditional societies, like a, a man at the top of the higher, highest point of the dominance hierarchy, usually would have several women, right? Right. Well, I guess it depends on the religion or if you're spiritual. That, I mean, if you're if you're talking about divine alchemy in a religious aspect, yeah, Christians think one man, mm -hmm, one woman. Mm -hmm. But there are other religions think. One well, the Old Testament stuff is like patriarchal too, though. Yeah. So it's it, it's different. I'm not advocating for that at this time, but it do, it does have its merits because of genes, right? If you get the strongest, most powerful man, and he has many women, like you're gonna, he's gonna pick the best women. So his sons are probably gonna be, and daughters are gonna be higher echelon humans, right? Um, he won a lot of decisive victories, um, defeating a lot of, uh, Greek city states. His, his final victory that kind of put him on the top, the King of Kings of Greece was the battle of, uh, Hieronio in three through 38 BC. He, at that time he formed the league of Corinth, which honestly that kind of made him like the King of Kings. Like the Greeks didn't really like Kings particularly, but they couldn't do much to really stop King Philip in, in and so he, he kind of put the laurel wreath of victory on his head at that point, right? Yeah. And a lot of this is lost to time, but we kind of can speculate at the kind of the guy he was. He was pretty much unstoppable. They really, they really couldn't uh, get this guy. And the reason being, this is a thing I've noticed in history, right? Well, Macedonia was kind of a backward place perceived by the Greek city-states at the time. They were kind of like hillbillies almost, right? Right. Like thieves, and they were living out in the mountains. Well, because of this, he had some... Uh, his father kind of had to make some di diplomatic like uh, assurances with Thebes. So Thebes took him and 30 other nobles from Macedonia as hostages. Well, by the time he was getting... Um, being a hostage in uh, Thebes, he was in the house of Parmenion, which was a general, right? And that general was kind of schooling him the art of war. So I think he was there for like three or four years. So literally, these guys tutored him in the art of war. And Thebes at that time as a Greek city-state was like, like second to none. They, they were like high culture. Macedonia at that time was perceived as kind of backwards, right? So... That was a common thing back in the time. The Romans did it, uh, the Greeks. Everybody, when you subjugated a people or you wanted to have, like, leverage, you would take hostages. Okay. So Philip was a hostage for a while, but he obviously, you know, went back to uh, Macedonia and he became king. He, he had an older brother that died in battle, and then he became king. So... He, he was effective at, like, winning battles, and he was a, he was pretty uh, shrewd, and uh, he had, the gods favored him. The gods favored this guy so much that he had um, almost like a cult around him. Like, he had uh, his, his statue was in the Temple of Artemis. He had, like, altars to Zeus built in his name. Damn. Uh, Socrates was a philosopher at the time was saying that if he were only conquer Persia, he would become a God himself, right? That was all that was left. 
And de Mendes, another scholar of the time, said that uh, Philip should have ascended the pantheon of the gods to become the 13th god. The 13th god of a pantheon, as we know, is on the material plane, is the polar god, or like a polar or solar deity. So all of the other deities will circle around him. Same thing as Alexander the Great. So he was a, he was a fascinating guy that we don't know a ton about. But he, he definitely, he definitely was so powerful at the time that there was literally a cult around this guy, right? And uh, he gets buried under the shadow of his son. But you got to say that his son had all the groundwork laid by him. So I don't know. I have no clue, man. Like, there's I'm not going out. I know. I'm not. Like, there's not much on Philip that I know. There's I'm not like, a lot, dude. Yeah, I, I've. I know that he, I, I knew that he was Alexander the Great's dad. Um, and to be a father of Alexander the Great, I mean, you know, he was a great dude. Like, he was. Well, this is the crazy thing, dude. He had seven wives. One of them was Olympia. Olympia was so, such a devout follower of Dionysus that he went to, he went to the Oracle of Delphi to ask her guidance on how to deal with this queen, right? Mm -hmm. Well, she she bore him a son of Apollo, Alexander the Great. Right. And I have a theory, like, only from the womb of a worshiper of Dionysus can a true son of Apollo come. And that's kind of the thing is, like, is uh, Alexander came from her loins, you know? Like, it, it's just crazy. So the the the... the Oracle of Delphi prophesied that he would lose his eye and that he would have like a great son, right? right. So it, it kind of like they, they had a lot of superstitions of a lot. They put a lot of uh, faith in magic and even bird signs. It, it's it's definitely a different culture from what we know, and not a ton is known about him. That's the thing, you know. So he lost his right eye at the siege of Methone, and he. And even furthermore, he kept he kept fighting. He kept going to war. And he, will, he only had one eye. So it's pretty impressive, man. That's like, um, it kind of sounds similar to... Uh, Odin. Odin. Yes, thank you. God damn, I don't no, know. I couldn't think of that. No, I know, I know. And I thought the same thing because I'm like, dude, he's a one-eyed guy. So he's he's almost enlightened. And we know he liked, in, he liked drunken revelry. Like most men that have a warrior spirit-like, yeah. right? He... Yeah. he uh, he even famously got in an argument with Alexander the Great over over Alexander's position in the family before uh, the assassination of Philip. He, he's just he's a fascinating guy, and if and if Philip would have lived, who knows? He he may have attacked the Persians himself and beat them, but he yeah. was never given the chance. I think he died at forty six, right? Alexander the Great died at thirty two. So, so years and years and years passed, centuries actually, and. A grave was found at uh, the Great Ptolemaeus at AG, nineteen seventy-seven. Right? They found this grave. There was four tombs there. So tomb I did one, hear about this. Yeah. yeah, tomb one and tomb two. Yep. They didn't really know which one was the grave of Philip. Right. So years and years later, they come to a consensus that group that tomb one was the grave of King Philip. Right. How'd they, 
how'd they determine that though? Well, because of injuries, I guess. He he was injuries. known to have a broken tibia yeah. and also he had I guess the scar across the his scar eye. Scar across his eye, yeah. So So they like, knew it was him and then they found if you go to Greece, I guess they, they have all of his, his armor, all of the, the gold that he you know, that he had that yeah. was buried with. It's pretty amazing. And that was in two thousand and fifteen. And the weird thing about it that I kind of trip out on is why don't we know? I didn't really even hear about it, really. Like, we don't even hear about these guys. Like, it's almost as big as King Tut. Are we so, like, out of touch that we don't find this fascinating anymore as a culture? Right. That, that's kind of more the dialogue I was trying to have here. Because well, they're trying to suppress... The European yeah. history. Well, any heroic. Yeah. Any heroic. Any uh, manliness. Yeah. You know. This guy was like unstoppable, dude. He was yeah. he was unstoppable. And the, and the crazy thing about it, too, it also shows some patterns for me, right? Now, you look through time. Now, he was from a backwards place, right? And he, uh, he was taken hostage. And he was tutored in the ways of his, maybe what you call... His betters or his oppressors, right? Thieves was at a higher level culturally. And later on, with these abilities, he turned on that group. Okay? Now, you fast forward in time with the Romans when Arminius was tutored by the Romans as a hostage, too. He turned on them at the Teutonberg Wald and became who he was, Herman the German, right? Mm. Of, of that fame. And if I can remember right, he eliminated the 17th, 18th, and 19th Legion. Okay. It's fascinating how you see these patterns. Now you go you go forward to the Byzantine Empire. Uh, Theodoric also was a hostage in Byzantine. In the Byzantine Empire. Then he, he grew of age, he went back to his tribe, and he led them on to several victories against Odysseus' kingdoms in Italy. So there's like a there's like a thing here when you have a guy that's kind of backwards and he's virile and he's masculine, and he's trained the arts of war by other populations. They they often go out and they're fruitful because right. they have the balls, and you see the same parallels now with the United States. Like we we're we're civilized, we're docile, and then we take in other peoples, and they they probably true to pattern will be the undoing of the United States. Because yeah. that's kind of how it is, man. Because people never really leave, ha, leave their loyalties. That's one kind of parallel I saw in reading these stories. And second is, the son is nothing without the father. If Philip wouldn't have, like, done what he did and, like, set up Alexander the Great for his success, Alexander the Great wouldn't have been who he was. He wouldn't have been a son of Apollo. He wouldn't have been, like, deified. And he wouldn't be become a god king in, in Egypt. Right. But Philip set him up. Yeah, for somebody like Alexander the Great Alexander the Great to die at such a young age, he did he made a name for himself. Yeah, thirty two. Like I'm I'm about to turn thirty seven. Yeah. That fucking sucks. <laughs> no, it's it's crazy. <laughs> that fucking these guys are like the, the 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 amount of things these guys did, and and you gotta think if you're, uh, we can go on a rant on this real quick, dude. Yeah, yeah. like Alexander the Great, right? Even Philip, like mm-hmm. you conquer areas. You, these guys literally would name a city after themselves, and then have uh, an altar built in to the name of their gods or to 
their victories. So they'd be celebrated in real time. And also they'd have to set up the whole bureaucracy. They'd have to uh, collect taxes. It was just crazy. Like the amount of ingenuity that each man had to be a conqueror. It wasn't just like one faceted thing. Like, oh, I'm just a warrior. These guys were total men. Like Alexander the Great, I don't know how many cities he had. Maybe like 15, 20. I mean, it's hard. I mean, I have to look into it, but it was a ton. And he held them for his whole lifetime, at least until he died, and then for quite a while after. Most famous would be Alexandria in yeah, Egypt. in Egypt. Yep. They held the famous library. And that, that city and that kingdom fell to Ptolemy, which was one of his companions. And uh, funnily enough, one of Philip's daughters was Cleopatra, but not the Cleopatra of Mark Antony fame. Just the same name, but it was a yeah. Greek name, and it just shows that Cleopatra herself was Greek under the Ptolemaic dynasty. But it it's it's very interesting that like you see like if you have a strong leader and he sets up a household. So now you you go forward to modern times, right? If you're in your house and you're running stuff and you're being very kingly, you you got to set it up for the next generation, right? I, I see a lot of guys now and the boomers especially. They've set nothing up for the next generation. And and that's a tragedy because how, how can you conquer new worlds if you can't even, you, you have no, no stable, firm grounding to, to move forward on. And that, that's kind of where Philip is a good example of a, of a man that, that left like endless possibilities to his progeny. We don't see that as much anymore and... And I think that's a that's a lesson for every man is like, dude, you got kids or you want to have kids, get on your conquest, get on your kingdom building, get yep. set everything up, get all your ducks in a row. So when when your time is gone, you can pass that on to the next generation. I don't think we talk about that enough. I'm like, man, we, we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta think about dynasties. Yeah. I mean in our own secluded way. It has to be thought about. It has to be Remember, that's why I said, do you remember Philip? No, you don't, because they don't want us to know these things. They don't want us to know that guys are master tacticians, that that there were kings that people like looked up to and they built altars to. We'd rather build altars to these fucking Hollywood types or uh, the corporations or Disney characters. I was talking earlier about the Disney stuff, man. I, You know you're bored, right? You're, you're at home. These new, these new um, distractions they have. I couldn't get through any of the new Disney stuff. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit here and I'm going to watch Andor. I'm like, what is this? Like, it's just nothing, dude. Yeah. Literally. Now you go backwards in time. These guys were something. They were worthy of the admiration. It ain't like the George Floyd, right? They put the <laughs> statue up, dude. <laughs> what is going on here? Painting murals. Yeah, well, they'll tear, they'll, uh, yeah, they'll tear down, you know, the, the Francisco Del, Deliano in New Mexico, like a conquistador that like traveled the whole Southwest. They'll tear that down, right? In yeah. Albuquerque. And they'll put up a, a drug dealer now. We don't have heroes or we don't have like these kingly type archetypes to like, to, to kind of mold ourselves after. So that's, that's kind of what I'm saying, right? Do you remember Philip? Maybe you should, right? Yeah, we should look into these guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We should definitely do our research on the the guys that are 
they're they're trying to make us forget. Yep. Yeah. Make us forget, or they don't want us to even know. Like, dude, I didn't even i I'm a kind of a history guy, obviously, and I didn't even know that they really found his grave. I didn't know yeah, anything I didn't about know, that. Yeah, I didn't know that either until like uh, was it a couple months ago or something. So yeah, I'm like, that's so. that's insane. That's almost as big as like King Tut. But I think at the time, like King Tut was around, people were revering like these ancient dynasties. They were revering history. Now, the way it is right now, in the modern age, they want us to live in an ever-present. They want us to to be consumerist and yeah. be only thinking about the world is Maya, right? It's yeah. a, it's an illusion. It's just one sensation to another, right? So, and it, so yeah, I, I don't, yeah, like I said, I don't know much about King Philip, but I'm, I'm going to look into it now. No, I mean, I think we should, all these guys. It's insane. And then, like, I don't know, I... There's not and there's not much on him. There's really not much on him. It's yeah, like they ta- talk about his military triumphs. They talk about his battles, how he kind of consolidated power over yeah. Greece, but it's not it's not super dense. Right. Uh, I mean, if we did know much about him, this episode would probably be two hours long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, uh, we fill up. We, we tried. We could talk about Alexander <laughs> the Great. We could talk about Alexander the Great all day. Yeah, he'll be but next. His dad, you know, it's. There's not much to know about them. Well, this is the thing is like I thought too that we talk about guys that we don't really know much about because at least you bring them back and it's a way of revering like these lost, yeah, lost men. It's like we have we have so much like distractions like fuck everybody knows what Zef- Zach Efron's up to or fucking I don't know whoever yeah some rock star but. The guys that really matter, that really shaped history, we don't know a lot about. And I think that's, I think that honestly, I think that's uh, done on purpose. I it's, agree. It's done on purpose, man. And that's why you, you go to like, I was seeing that they put up some Marvel statue. Oh, they put up a Marvel statue of Captain America, like in the Bronx. <laughs> He's like, I'm just a kid from the Bronx. Or yeah. what is that what he says? Or I'm a kid from the yeah, Brooklyn. Yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, Oh yeah, it might have been Brooklyn. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Bronx. I mean, it's a dude. We're not from New York. Yeah. Don't hate us. Like yeah. we don't know the difference of your boroughs, right? Yeah, whatever the fuck it is. But they they put up a statue of him. I'm like, we're so bad now that we're putting up statues of imaginary guys. Yeah. Imaginary guys. Well, we don't even know anything about the real guys that actually existed, and that's kind of what I think that we should focus on is reality. We have enough like simulation. I, can, I mean, I can talk about Captain America all day long and the comics and shit and how Marvel kind of screwed up the con uh, yeah yeah didn't follow like, no, the comic there's line. no continuity there um Captain America like teamed up with Hydra to save his mom yeah so he betrayed the Avengers and in the movies you don't see that you know what I mean so yeah so they, they erected the statue in the Bronx or Brooklyn yeah probably not realizing the full the full context of the comics in, in marvel so well, because but these guys are gonna get off a movie these guys are gonna yeah they're gonna eat everything up it's like it's like that's the new logos or that's the new mythology yeah it's marvel yep. and i'm like come on because it's a bastardized it's a bastardized like uh version, version of of, of re- who we are yeah like superman he's the uber mensch of nietzsche and lore you you got Captain America. He's like the highest iteration of yeah like an American, right? He's he's noble. He's just. He's selfless. Yeah. 
Yeah. You got Thor. Yeah. You know, you're you're yeah. fucking. Talk about a cultural appropriation. You're taking my fucking culture, motherfuckers. Yeah. You're, and you're turning it into something that I don't Yeah, nobody to. talks about that. Yeah. Like, they totally bastardized the Norse yeah. pantheon. Yeah. They they appropriated it, and, I, and they even started on, I don't know what movie I was watching that they had. The last Thor, they showed up with Zeus, and they showed up with uh, Her- yeah. Hercules. So they're like, all right, we've totally ruined the Norse religion. Now we're going to move on to the Greek Greeks. pantheon. <laughs> I'm like, these guys, dude. And it's like, this is the weird thing. They'll take your religion, they'll prepackage it, they'll shine it up, and they'll sell it back to you in like little yeah. itty-bitty bites of consumerism. Yep. Like, they'll sell your gods back to you. It, it's... That's the weird thing when you really think about it. And it is entertaining and it is kind of fun and trivial, but it in a deeper meaning it's like that's who we are. Like we really we really are like just uh totally like basically in the modern world we we have no touch with spirituality, so we're like we have to have it put to us in a comic book or like a TV show. Yeah. We have no like connection with these things. Yep. Like you can't go outside in the woods and just think like maybe Thor was here or like you can't, there's no resonance. Like Zeus will speak to you. You got to have Apollo it. Apollo like, will be here. Yeah. Apollo will show up. Right. Um, or Jesus or whatever. Or yeah. Whatever that. your guy is, man. And that's the thing. Like with me, I'm like, I think the old gods and I think that uh, the old ways have way more to offer us than any of this new modern shit. Mm -hmm. Because those things worked forever. Like we talked about it before. You got all the solar deities. You got Apollo, Mithras, Quetzalcoatl, um, Buddha. I mean, these guys have been around. Now these guys are like, well, we're only going to give you Buddha if you go to the yoga studio and you spend $140. (laughs) A month, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now you're a Buddhist. It's like, man, yeah. I don't know. So that that's why it's kind of yeah, you know, like now you're there, right? Because you paid the money to be there. Yeah. Before, but all these things in all reality are free. And that's kind of what's weird. I, I've told people this before. My ideas on this are: if you want to sit with kings, or like, you can't really play a one-on-one with. Uh, Michael Jordan, but you can sit down and read Plato. You can read Nietzsche. You can read like these guys are like on a higher level than you and you can entertain their ideas. So you're almost like playing a one-on-one with them. So now when you read about Philip. And then in your mind, you can actually disagree with them. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's like a little, it's like a little game of back and forth, but now, Philip was so much just clouded through time, but you can at least yeah. remember him. I think he's worthy of remembrance, man. I'm like, I, I can't disagree. I'm like, if he didn't die, who knows what he would have done? So it doesn't take away from Alexander the Great because he was, he, was he was a different beast. He was a zealot in his own yeah, way. In his own right. Like he did not, he was never beaten. And we'll, we'll visit him. And there's a lot more on him. Yeah, that episode will be pretty long. Yeah. But I was just fascinated. Somebody had told me recently that they found his grave and sent me a bunch of photos. I'm like, I wasn't even aware of it. Nope. I wasn't even aware. I wasn't either. Because they don't want us to know that in the West. And that's kind of what I think. Like, they don't want us to know there was heroes. And that's a travesty because it people that value, like, dominance hierarchies and value, like, 
people better than ourselves and not getting paid, right? You know, like when you're a king, dude, you could win or lose, man, but you're still king, right? Yeah. There's no guarantee on on profit. It, and your the skin is in the game. If you go march in a town, you you lose your eye. It's not like you're going to you're a guaranteed victory because you put the crown on your head. That in all reality, you have to overcome obstacles to to be guaranteed a success because yes. everybody's gunning from you because you're the man on the top is the top of the mountain yeah well yeah once you're up there there's only one way yeah and and it's down you can't get any higher what's that old what was that old game we used to play top of the hill or uh, king of the hill king of the hill the same thing you <laughs> yeah. know and I, that's kind of what i think about about that that's why i think we'll do like segments on like uh Warriors of the Week. We haven't done one for a while, but I, I think we'll do it. Yeah, if people if people enjoy it. We need to do some Warriors of the Week. That'd be awesome. Just a little just a little, a little snippet. snippet. A little <laughs> snippet, yeah. But I don't know. That's a, all I have to say. King yeah. Philip of Macedonia. Yeah. A king of kings, huh? It's interesting. It's interesting. We'll we'll uh we'll be here. We'll be back next week. <laughs>